we're going to grow and reach $5 million and all of these like big goals for my business. And then I realized like the more I was striving towards that, it wasn't necessarily in alignment to strive towards money goals as our biggest thing. And so we've kind of shifted. Welcome to the Step Into Clarity podcast. I'm your host, Marissa, founder of Quill Co. and mentor of other designers just like you. Step into clarity with me as I have candid conversations about both the growth and the goof ups of navigating this wild ride of online business. I chat with Kelsey Kerslake, a multi-passionate CEO of two companies, Pinegate Road and The Align Business. Kelsey's been helping entrepreneurs and businesses build their brands and market their online presence for over a decade, which let's be honest, is kind of a really long time in online business. And I love that she helps people market while also being in complete alignment with the lives that they want to live and the values that they hold. In this episode, we chat about the steps to take to create a self-sustaining system for your business. We talk about how to begin living an aligned life, and we talk about why alignment doesn't mean that you're always happy all of the time. Hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Step Into Clarity podcast. I'm so excited that Kelsey Kerslake is here with me today. She runs two different businesses. She has Pinegate Road, which is more of a design studio or an agency model, and then she also has the Align Business Academy. Thank you so much for being here with me, Kelsey. Thanks for having me, Marissa. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Same. Okay, so I'm so excited and congratulations, you are pregnant. And I'm (laughs) super curious um, how you've been getting your business ready for kids and all of these like big life shifts. I am actually going to backtrack just a little bit because this is my second baby and I feel like the biggest shifts happened when I had my son and I'm having another boy. So two sons, but when I actually had, you know, my son three years ago, I was very much in the state of like getting my business ready for maternity leave and like kind of getting it to a place where it could run without me. That greatly influenced how I'm kind of going about it this time as well. And a lot of the foundational things that I set up back then are things that I'm implementing again um, now that I'm having another baby. I guess one of the big things that I did is I kind of got really, I didn't just like get pregnant and then decide to get my business running without me. I had a journey of like infertility and different things. So it it was like, this was the goal for a really long time. And I was always making decisions to be able to get to this place where my business could run without needing me in the day to day, because I always was concerned, what if I have to go to the hospital for something? Or what if this life thing pops up? I always, I don't know if I had this like fear, but I always was in this place where I wanted to make sure that my clients could be served, that the business could still financially support my paycheck and my income that I needed um, to provide to our family, that if something happened in my life, whether that was maternity leave, or, you know, just really anything, 
that I would still be able to have that income coming in. So that gave me a lot of like security, knowing that I could be able to have a business that supported me in that way. But it took a lot of work and a lot of years to get there. I'm wondering like what first few steps that you would recommend someone to take if they're trying to like step away from their business and like have it run without them. Yeah. So I think it's like, do is that what you actually want? You know, like a lot of people don't want to necessarily have a a team of people. And so one of the things that you can do is actually like build up a buffer and savings in your business so that you have like six months or 12 months just ready to go there where you can support yourself. So like that might be a bigger goal than getting your business self-sustaining. I decided to go into the self-sustaining route. And so one of the first things that I had to do is I had to get rid of all of the custom work that we were doing. And so that's not meaning that we didn't do custom brands or designs. It meant that we stopped doing custom proposals and I really productized our services. And so when people were inquiring about working with us, I chose the dream client that I wanted to work with. We kind of niched down into service providers that were not selling products like physical products or even like they did not need an e-commerce shop. It was all people who were running online businesses. They had services, they were coaches, they had like online education platforms. And so we got really niche into that type of person. We provided services that were like, you fit into this product or you fit into this other product. And like, that is all that we're doing. So that really helped us be able to create systems and processes that our team could then follow and implement. And so it was just me at first. What I did is I created like ideal schedules and standard operating procedures and really got things flowing in a great way operationally so that I could have other people come in and support the pieces and parts of our project. And so one of the things people usually get really scared of when they think about that is like, one, they're going to be managing team. And then two, quote unquote, giving away the money that they need to survive. And so when you're thinking through this, there are ways to make sure that all of the work that your team is doing, because you have those standard operating procedures, you're actually like, kind of just giving them all of the tools that they need in order to do the project successfully. Getting a project manager in place was also really key because they were actually the ones doing the management between the clients and the team. So I wasn't involved in this, like, find this team member to do this or like, deal with this issue. Like that was the project manager's um, responsibility. And that, of course, took like a year of training and like, getting them up and running. But once they're running, it's like they knew what to do. And they're awesome. <laughs> so once that happened, they were able to do all of the client communication, we were able to bring in contractors for branding, web development, different pieces and parts, depending on the client, we handed that off. And so when we did that, every person that was coming into the business to support actually made a project-based fee. So we were not counting hours. We were not, you know, usually going over scope. If there was something that was out of scope, it was like so clear because of the standard operating procedures that we had um, in the contracts we had in place. We always knew, I knew like if I booked a project, it was always going to cost like X amount with team, with our general operating expenses and things like that. I knew that we would always be profitable. And when 
people are doing this, they're usually like, oh my gosh, like I'm actually way undercharging to have a profitable business. And so like, that's where some of those next steps come in. I love that. And I love how you mentioned productizing your services. I feel like a lot of times we hear about like creating custom proposals and finding this like custom solution for whoever is on the sales call. I feel like that's when like when we're doing that, it gets super tricky when bringing on team members too. Mm-hmm. It's everything is always being like reinvented and created custom for the client. Yeah, no, that is definitely something I see a lot with our students and our clients. Like they want to make they're like, what if somebody wants blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, they might think that they want that, but like, do they really need that? Or like, is there a way when you're like catering to a very specific type of person, you as the expert have been through it so many times where usually those clients are new. They are doing what they're doing with you for the very first time, or maybe it's, you know, they're just not doing it as much. So you're kind of the one that needs to direct them. And in a nice way, be like the expert and guide them and show them what they actually need in order to get the results that they want to get. And I think this is where if you're doing custom proposals, it's almost like you're, you're trying to deliver like probably a lot of results. I'm guessing what we deliver is like, you have your business goals and our websites and our brands, we go through our process to make sure that your website is like truly working to reach your business goals. And so we build that all into the scope instead of trying to custom create that for every person. Kind of with your agency model, you mentioned bringing on project manager and then different contractors to work on projects with everything. What's like the biggest problem you and your team have solved this so far this year? Honestly, this, I will be very honest with you. I set this all up in 2019 when I took my first maternity leave with my son. And I literally like, because we'd done so much problem solving beforehand, I went through a process where like I took a week off and then I took two weeks off and then I took a month off and then I took two months off, like in a whole year of time to kind of problem solve like what could come up. I did not realize like, like that was it. Like we literally didn't have many things to problem solve after that because we kept selling the same services. We kept chugging along and And it's literally been three years and we have not had anything that we've really had to problem solve for. I will also say that at the same time when I got my business to that stable point is when I started really growing my coaching business. That was something I was doing on the side. And then I really got to the point where I was like, ooh, like I want to create this and like take all the things that I've kind of been doing, like coaching and these like one-off experiences and create this new program. My agency kind of took passive backseat to the second business that I was growing. And so I will say I wasn't trying to super grow the agency in the last three years, it was more or less the something that was like a financial stability that was running without me and producing income without me having to spend a ton of time or effort. I literally was working about an hour a month in my design agency, like for three years. And people hear that and they're just like, I actually had a conversation with a friend. She's like, you can't even say that out loud because people are just going to like fit in your face saying that's not possible. And I'm just like, but it is like, that's what I was doing. Like people are going to think you're a scammer. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And so I think if I were like intentionally growing the agency, I would have had to problem solve for other things, but I've 
put off certain things and projects because I was growing the other business. I know that we've talked before about this and you're like, yeah, my business was just kind of like running. Everything was going really well, but that meant that I was also really bored. So then when I get bored, I just had this inclination of like wanting to burn everything to the ground. Yes. Yeah. And there was like several times where I was like, should I just like shut this down? It's not taking effort and (laughs) it it lives in your brain because it's this business that is going, but at the same time, I'm not doing anything in it. And it was just a weird place to be in. A next level problem that I've actually been working with some of my clients with around where they're like, cool, I got to this place and I have all this time and space. What do I do with my life? And I'm like, this is usually the goal, but now we have these like existential like life problems to deal with. We usually start next businesses weirdly. So (laughs) yeah, I think it's like such a big shift when you're working so hard in your business, it like consumes you. And that's kind of like where you live for the first, I don't know, handful of years. And then once you get like a little bit beyond that, then it's like, oh, well now, now what do I do? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely like mind warp to get there. (laughs) So in order to get there, what are some of like the biggest mindset shifts or reframes that you've had to make? It is, you know, quote unquote, hard to trust other people. I think it was hard at first to really truly believe that somebody else could do something the way that I could or better. And that was something I really had to work through. I will also say like, working with contractors when I was getting the agency to be self sufficient was a great baby step to be having because it allowed me to start to like build up that trust. But like, No one was like in my business the same way that I was. So it was kind of like this baby step. Now that we are growing and scaling with employees in the aligned business, in my coaching business, that has been like a totally different type of mindset that I have personally been working through. And I don't know if you're going through this, Marissa, because you have employees too. There's almost this like extra pressure, support them and their careers. And oh, that has been really hard for me this past year. Yeah, it's like a whole nother level of responsibility, I think. Mm -hmm. And like working before without employees, I'd be like, oh, like my impact is on my clients. And now I feel like now my impact is more on like my team members. I think I still have like both sides for sure, but I definitely feel you. I'm focusing on developing them so that they build the business in the way that it's meant to. And that will have more impact than like me diving in and doing all of the one-on-one work or like serving our clients in that way. I know another thing for you is like living in aligned life and like life first and then business and making sure that it's all aligned together. What does that mean to you? So this is something I feel like I've always kind of done. And then over the years, I was like, oh, let me turn this thing that was naturally how I was making decisions and like make it a thing. But what I do is I'm always making decisions for what feels aligned for my life. And then not just like in this moment, but what I want to be doing in the future. Going back to when I was trying to get pregnant with my first son, I knew that I wanted my business to be able to support me financially. And so made choices in alignment with that vision and that goal. I think that alignment, sometimes people can get into into this space where they're like, oh, I don't want to show up on social media. That doesn't feel aligned today. Or like, They think alignment feels like happiness or flow. 
And it does. But at the same time, like sometimes alignment feels like doing some hustly hard work because it's going to get you to where you want to be in the future. Alignment for me and living that like life first approach is always kind of deciding the life that you want to live and then making choices today and taking actions today that will get you to that future. Like how can you best serve your future self? Exactly. I'm always like, what would future me tell me to do? (laughs) (laughs) Same. Like, okay, this is a hard decision I need to go through. Me right now would want to take the easy choice, but future me is going to be really happy I did it the other way. (laughs) Exactly. Hear people be like, that doesn't feel aligned. And I'm like, Align today or like align for future you? Because <laughs> that's a really big distinction. And so how do you make sure that you are living in alignment? I think one of my like special gifts as a human is kind of my like visualization. I do take a lot of time to like journal and meditate and like get a lot of clarity around some of the bigger decisions that I want to be making in my life and where I want to head. I've always been able to visualize what that looks like um, in my head and make decisions that way. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. If someone's trying to step into a more aligned life, like what daily action would you suggest they do? We actually go through a process in our program um, where I do have people like, I think that all of the decisions we have to make are not decisions we just make because somebody else did it or somebody else said it was like a great idea. We have to figure out like the life that we actually want to live and lead for ourselves. And that's going to be different for everybody. What I like to do is to do some like future visualization practices that support you in really figuring out where have you been? What is going on in your head? Like, what are the feelings that you're feeling? Like, what desire? do you have? What has felt great? Like we kind of take this whole like, let's get everything out there so that we know what we're working with. Also start to visualize like what is the future that you want to be stepping into? And then we use that as a guide. Spend some time to get really, really clear on where you want to be heading in order to then start building in those daily practices to get you there. In my business, I'm somebody who is like more of the front facing visible type person. And I'm not so much in the like, daily doing of the business, but I'm the one on podcasts, and I'm writing a book, and I'm showing up like on our Instagram. And, and so one of the things like, I'm building into our day to day is like, how can I do more of those things. Like, how can I be more visible? Like that influences how I'm showing up every day or every week or every month or like writing some of our business goals because that is part of that bigger visualization. But that would be different for so many people, right? I wouldn't suggest the same things to somebody else whose future vision is very different than mine. The clarity um, around where you want to head and then doing daily things that you need to do in order to become more of that person. So true. And I feel like that makes it so attainable of just taking like really small daily actions. And then before you know it, you're like, oh, I'm actually living that life now that I was dreaming about before. I will just say with my coaching business right now, I knew that my future vision had employees that were full time taking care of our clients in this like epic way in the day to day. And so for the past probably like six ish, nine months, like, how I have been training and working with our team 
has been very in the weeds with it. That isn't putting me in a more visible place, but I'm making those decisions to like have that solid foundation inside of our program so that my future vision, I can be so solid stepping into some of these other things, knowing that like everything is just so taken care of. Our students are getting the results that they're signing up for and being supported in all of the best ways because we've set that up so sustainably. Again, that was one of those things like, did I want to be in the weeds of the business not necessarily, but like I knew I had to do that to like then get to this other place. You have to like go through that mucky part in order to get to the other side of it of like what you actually Absolutely. want. Mm-hmm. What are you currently trying to find clarity on? I guess like what life will look like with two kids, where we're heading next with the business. This is like kind of another side. I had this like, we're going to grow and reach $5 million and all of these like big goals for my business. And then I realized like the more I was striving towards that, it wasn't necessarily in alignment to strive toward money goals as our biggest thing. And so we've kind of shifted some of our like internal processes and like how we're going about certain things, not to reach certain money goals, but to reach certain like success milestones for our students. And so that has been really awesome to see come to life over the past couple months. We're in the process of it. What does like Epic support look like for our students? And like, what are some of those like next steps for the Align business? I love that. And it feels like so much more fulfilling too, where it like a bigger impact, not necessarily on like, oh, my business's revenue. It's more of like the impact in a larger, such a bigger way. And I think it yeah. also like follows from that. Like if you're getting people these epic results. <laughs> epic. Marissa and I have a joke about last year. I just started saying epic about everything. And now it's just like who I am. And everything I strive for is epic. <laughs> Kelsey's just a really epic person. <laughs> but getting oh. students epic results. So epic revenue can only just follow, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, it's like a byproduct of it, but it's like, not what we're tracking. And I think I just got to this point. Cool. Like I'm literally reaching all of the like goals I thought I would reach in life financially and like what we're doing and all of these things. I wasn't finding any more happiness in like reaching more money goals. Like my true happiness was coming, seeing other people step into their things. And so we made that the biggest part of our business goals. We actually um, restructured our academy program and instead of like setting individual goals for every person, which we still do, we actually added in another layer of like guidance where people are working through cohort levels with certain milestones to get to their bigger goals. One of our success metrics is like that people are graduating cohorts, which means yes, they're making financial goals by getting to that next cohort, but they're also doing like foundational things like having like marketing and like marketing that truly works to attract new people and turn them into clients over time. And you like have the statistics and numbers behind that having your systems and processes, because again, like that is so huge when you have your SOPs to like be able to have that foundational, like I know exactly the process that I take our clients through and it gets results. And so like we work on that with everybody. And so we can really see like 
oh, it's not just feelings of like, I'm doing well, or I'm not doing well, or I didn't reach this like big goal that I set at the end of this journey. We can clearly see like people moving through cohort getting success and like how their business changes, how their mindset changes, like how their financial everything in their life changes step by step along the way. And that has so cool because it's allowed us to track, but it's also allowed them to like, look at all of the progress along the way and see how they're truly growing these like very sustainable businesses. I don't know, just adding those like little breakdowns in that has like, it's just been very cool to see people are making like, crazy leaps and we're obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. And I, I think that's so inspiring. I think like tracking income goals is like it's it's a lot easier, right? It's like numbers and it's like it comes into your bank account and then you track it. It's just like simple to track and it can be a metric of like I'm moving forward. Like each month the income gets bigger. Like like I'm on track for my goals where I love the idea of switching that and like what other things can we track? See quote unquote success or like make sure that we're progressing. Exactly. Yeah. It's like we do have the income because like that, it does matter. Like businesses are there to make money, but it kind of puts like other things in tandem with the money. You've probably experienced where people like make a ton of money and like have a really big month, but then like a really slow month, nothing feels really sustainable. And I'm like, those are not the businesses that we want people to be leading. Like we want them to have awesome life. And like that usually comes from having that financial stability under you. We make sure that the business is very foundationally sound while you're living that life that you want to live. Amazing. Thank you so much, Kelsey, for joining me today. Where can people follow along with you? Yes, I am on Instagram at Kelsey Kersley. That is me personally. And I love chatting with everybody there. So please say hi. (laughs) (laughs) Slide into Kelsey's DMs. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, Kelsey. Thank you, Marissa. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode. I would be thrilled to know if any of this resonated with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at quillandco.design. I can't wait to continue this conversation. And of course, as always, I welcome your feedback on topics to cover going forward. So go ahead, send me a DM on Instagram. I cannot wait to say hi to you.